people. I'm tired of putting right. everyone in first. It's my time. It's my and once I once I started dealing with the truth of what I wanted, the truth of how mm-hmm. I wanted to show up, right? I was then able to able to be in alignment with someone who was going to be there for me, not just a taker, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But when my cup gets empty, he pours into it. <laughs> hey, girlfriends. Welcome to Girl Boss Up and Lead with your host, Dana Marie, board certified personal and business credit specialist, author, speaker, and your super excited, extremely supportive business girlfriend. Listen in as we help women in business leverage, elevate, accelerate, and dominate in their industry with proven sustainable financial tools and resources. Need to start, grow, or scale your business? We've got you covered. Enjoy our diverse conversations with industry leaders, entrepreneurs, mentors, and coaches as we chat about everything from branding and marketing to what it takes to run and maintain a successful business. Ready? Let's get it. Hey, hey, what's going on? It's your girl, Dana Marie, the Credit Fix Chick, back here with you again for another amazing episode of Girl Boss Up and Lead, where we show boss ladies how to leverage, elevate, accelerate, and dominate. I have the privilege of having uh, just an amazing woman on today's podcast with me. I mean, when I first met this young lady, it was like a ray of sunshine. She brings such great energy to the table, beautiful smile. So that smile is always contagious. Like you always, as soon as she smiles, you want to smile even bigger because she's just such a bright light. And I invited her onto the podcast, um, as well as to be a part of this amazing project that, you know, she and uh, 18 other women uh, were able to be a part of, which is named after the podcast. It's the Girl Boss Up and Lead book. And we talk about standing in our power and walking in our purpose. This young lady, um, in her own right, has done some amazing things. She is an educator. She's an influencer. She is a mom. She's a wife. And most of all, again, she's just like an amazing human being. So let's just give it up for my girl, Miss Raquel May David. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited (laughs) to be here. I brushed my feet and everything. I was ready. I was ready. <laughs> Listen, you look beautiful as always. Thank we are you, excited to have you. Every time I have, you know, a boss lady on, it just really lets me know, like, you, number one, um, the the collaboration piece, uh, you know, for women is just mm-hmm. so major for me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to have you here. I'm excited to have you here. I'm excited to be here. Let me say this. Before we even get into the interview, one thing that I can say about you is, and a lot of people in this industry are not this, right? Mm -hmm. We, We being in the credit space, whether it's personal credit, business credit, like you don't meet a lot of genuine people that when they really like you, they come and get you, right? Come on. Yes. Like, I need you on my squad. I'm coming to pick you up. And to be offered to be on what is going to be a bestseller. Let's make sure we're clear on that. What is going to be a bestseller for us. Um, To be on that book. Okay, girl, boss up and lead. And know that there was such a pureness. Like, every time I'm in your space, mm-hmm. you show me what leadership, right? 
really looks and feels like. Like your queendom is like effortless. So I just want to pay homage to you because I've been seeing so much. And again, I only I just happened upon you, right? And in yes. happening upon you, I have been like, oh my gosh, she's everything. Oh my gosh, let me let me figure out how to get here. So to hear you like give me flowers, I need to stop and give you your flowers because you uh, everything you've ever said that you were going to do, you've done in my in the space. When I've come to you with concerns or like questions in the industry. Because like, you know, I I have been in the credit space for 18 years, but I've had people who will be like, I'll help you if you need help disappear. Mm -hmm. I got you if you need this. And then what I've also like hit upon was sometimes where I'm a sponge. So every room I go into, I want to learn. I want to learn how to do it better. I want to learn how to do it faster. I want to learn how to be the connector, right? Like my yeah. phrase is I want to be the mayor of credit in my town. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I want to do, right? So to be the mayor, I need to know the president. I need to know the realtor. I need, you know what I mean? I need to have all these things and being able to come into the space and be like, here's what I have. What do you have? How can I be better? And you pour into and be like, girl, you already the bomb. Let's go. Like you. that. I, I appreciate you. I just had to say, I know this your oh, show, but I know. Thank you. I, you know, I appreciate that because it's, you know, it comes from such um, a natural space for me because I've been on the receiving end of that. Always, like you said, Raquel, being the sponge and, you know, I just want to, I don't want to take from you. I just want to learn. And I have something to pour back into you too, you know? Um, So I I always believed in, you know, creating that space, especially Mm -hmm. for women that we can say, you know, number one, not, not any one of us brings everything, you know, into a space. Like you've been in the credit game 18 years. I've been in the credit game, you know, almost the same amount of time, just a little bit longer, but I don't, I have learned from you. I don't know everything. And we never are because like at the end of the, first of all, if we know everything and we, then it's time for us to go. Like that's, that's how it. I do it. When I've that's learned it. everything, when I've mastered everything and, and, and let's be clear, there's sometimes that we do leave the earth and we haven't completed our tasks. We've completed whatever we were supposed to. Right? right. But in the space of what we are doing, yep. we're not going to be able to know everything. And yeah. what we are able to do is be willing and open to receive. And I've all and I think and it's so funny because I feel like um we as we as people, not just uh, mostly women, because I'm a woman. I can only talk about me, but I only got one part. I only got one. <laughs> so I can talk about me. I feel like we as women, we expect even in our partners for them to give us everything, right? Yeah. They're supposed to be the one top one stop shop. And yeah. the reality of the situation is that's not true life, right? right? That's why we have girlfriends. That's why we have parents. That's why we Ooh. have you know, kid, that's why we have all of these things so that all of the things that we need to check off or all of the things that we need in order to be whole, we're getting from different sources. So I might be a beast in the street with 
personal or business credit, but I'm not a realtor. I'm not a tax person. So I'm going to find a beast in the street that is that. And I'm going to maintain a good relationship with those individuals so that I can refer when there's a necessity for my clients, right? And I feel like we have to look at that same partnership in friendships, in marriages, in Uh in our relationship with our children. How are we cultivating that to make sure that we are calling upon, right? Calling upon us feeding and pouring into each other properly. So I'm I'm not everything. I'm not the start and I'm not the end. I might just be your middle. For some people, I might be your beginning. Okay. And it's okay for you to graduate and move on and release mm. things, release people, mm. release situations. So wow. You, you said me, that so perfectly. Like it's okay. I'm sorry, please? I cut you off. Go ahead. No, you're right. Go ahead. No, go ahead. You're right. No, no, no. You were saying the book for you. I'm I didn't mean to cut you off. I just was so moved. (laughs) The book I'm over here doing the steps. It was really a release. Like writing the book Mm. and you know, and and it's so weird because when I hear you describe me, it's so funny because everyone describes me the same way. Like, oh my gosh, you come in and you you're like a whole force, like you're a whole. And I'm sitting here like, if y'all only knew how I be sitting here in these rooms, like I'm not supposed to be here. Do you know what I got going on? You know, you know, but here's the thing. The book allowed me to release the hurt version of me that I was still holding on to. Wow. It allowed me to tell my story in a way where I was no longer looking at the damage. I was looking at the transformation mm-hmm. because you guys asked questions. That made you go, do you realize mentally you're not there anymore? Do you realize financially you're not there anymore? Do you realize physically you're not there anymore? Like, I I, I don't know if that, how did that feel for you? Like when you wrote your portion, did that give you that? Or is that just me? Because maybe that was just my. (laughs) You know, I'm going to tell you, I think. When I did my portion, I was just so excited to have you all be a part of it. Uh-huh. I just wanted to make sure that I leveled up my energy to match what you all were expressing, uh-huh. right? So I don't know if I viewed it from a point of release. Mm-hmm. I I mean for sure it it was you know it it absolutely it absolutely did allow me to release you know some things mm-hmm. um and it made me take an inward look because mm-hmm. originally this project was a solo project oh. um and I was like ah, it just doesn't feel right you know being you know just me a solo project mm-hmm. and um I said, you know, I got to, you know, make sure that some other women's stories are heard because they're, you know, vital. You know, it's it's not just one voice when it comes to standing in your power and walking in your purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not just one way of, you know, doing a particular thing. And I think every everyone, when you... Uh, get that final manuscript of all of the chapters together, it almost looks like it was 
pre-woven. Everybody's, you know, I, I look at it like those um, quilts that our nanas used to make, oh, right? Yeah. Because those quilts would all come together and the pieces would just match up and align almost mm -hmm. so perfectly. And that's really what it felt like for me in the book. I was just like, wow. Like once I saw the full manuscript, I just was like, I didn't even really care what my chapter said. I just was like, this is, I mean, I don't, God just worked out all of this magic over here. So let's just let it flow. But like you birthed a book. And you birthed authors. So, like, you are oh. the mother of, what, 18, 17 other people? To yeah, have them man. To it feels be, good. Like, I, I, I'm I, an author, y'all. Like, just yes. in case I'm yes. an author. So, and like, you're going to be able mom. to say that you are a best-selling author. We're about to hit them bricks, baby. Come you're going to say you are a best-selling author, right? So I just, I want to, because you touched a little bit, let me just, um, you know, give a shout out to your chapter, um, find you, find your purpose, find your tribe. Yes. Tell me a little bit about the magic that came to that title. Like what, what would that, what did that mean, you know, for you find you find your purpose then find your tribe. I, I had to keep, I read that, you know, you Did keep you? reading something over and over and over again. And it was sinking into me like so many different ways. Um, so, so what did, when you said, this is what my chapter title is going to be, what did that mean for you? And what did you want it to, how did you want it to resonate with the readers? Um, so I'm going to say this, there, there is, um, I feel like we as human beings in, in, in America, so let me clarify. I'm Caribbean. I'm born in Jamaica, West Indies, right? I grew What's up in Brooklyn. What's up, Jamaica? Wah, wah, no said, no said. All right. So, <laughs> so I was born in the Jamaican West Indies. I grew up in Brooklyn. I came to the States when I was five. And um, things were di different for me because my mom, and I think that like different cultures are different. When a lot of people come over to the U.S., they still want to keep their culture. They still want to keep their identity. They just want to show that they were able to be successful in the U.S., right? My story, it didn't really feel like that for me. I felt like I came over and my mom wanted me to assimilate, right? Like my mom was a model. And because she's a model, she doesn't talk. So, of course, her aesthetics was amazing. Like, my mom was, like, six foot tall. I want to say her heaviest come weight. now. Come on. My mom's heaviest weight was 150 pounds, okay? And that's when she was like, my knees hurt. <laughs> so, so, like, my mom, you know, was a very glamorous, you know, she was in the, the music industry. You know, we have, wow. like, our relative, you know, my mom's godbrother is Heavy D. Um, wow. My uncle is actually the trainer. One of my cousins is the trainer for You Stand Bolt. Right. So like I have family that's in the industries in multiple yeah. ways. Right. Yeah. And one of the things that I felt was that I was always searching for who am I? Mm. What you, you know, I'm not I'm not hood. I'm not polished. I'm not I'm not right. That, that was what I kept um, getting over and over again was that I was not. Mm -hmm. So I didn't have 
Mm. I didn't have a clear idea of what I was, except for I was my mother's daughter. And everyone that saw me knew I was my mother's daughter, right? And I went through like a lot of trials and tribulations trying to figure out who I was off of other people's standards. Like I wanted to look this way. I wanted to have this particular figure. I wanted to have, and and it's interesting because in my, all my life, I never had a complexion issue because this chocolate mm-hmm. fridge, honey, y'all see it? Y'all oh, come y'all on now, it. melanin <laughs> popping all the way through. <laughs> So like, you know, I had friends who would be like, oh, I wish I was lighter. I wish I was this. I never had those issues. My issues was more like, where do I fit? Because Mm. in my friend circle, I never had the issues that they necessarily had. Right. And then I also and my mom used to say this. I live in a fantasy. And I think that has a lot to do with me being Aquarius. Right. So like. I thought we was rich. Like you, we were rich, girl. Yes, from one from one Aquarius to the another. I know exactly what you. We dream, honey. We are we are lifelong dreamers. Child. And it's like it's like like my friends got mad and they were like, "You have your own room. Your mother and father are together." And these were things that other people were experiencing that wasn't my experience. And now I'm mm-hmm. like, "Oh, should I feel?" Should I feel bad because my mom and dad are together? Should I feel bad because we live in a house and not an apartment? Should I feel bad because I'm able to go to Florida to visit my grandmother? And in those instances, it made me believe what other people were saying of me instead of actually knowing what my truth was, right? So in the process and in the journey, it literally took me, you know, getting married, getting divorced, having kids, um... And when I got my divorce, I started to process my experiences and I started the work on why did I stay in something so long that I know I didn't want it? I didn't Mm -hmm. want, right? Did I do it for other people? And why is my people pleasing up here, but my self pleasing Mm. is down here? How can I make that even? How can I make it, you know, and, and I... I, because I was a people pleaser, everyone benefited from it, right? So no Girl. one was willing to help me shift that narrative because when they did, it would have affected what they were getting from me, right? Exactly. So when I went through my divorce and I lost, you know, I lost friends. I lost a bunch of things through the divorce. Right. In of my course, divorce, yeah. I didn't just lose my husband. I, I literally lost who I thought was my tribe. And mm-hmm. I started going to counseling. Mm-hmm. And in going to counseling, I started realizing the things that I was telling myself that were true versus mm-hmm. what the reality of truth was. And in that moment, I was like, I'm navigating my world in my truth. Wow. And if my truth is a fantasy and if it's a dream, that means I'm working towards something, right? right. So I'm going to execute... <laughs> That vision of what wholeness looks like to me. What does freedom look like to me? What does success look like to me? And I'm going to navigate the waters accordingly. And the minute I started working on myself, God gave me a husband, right? See? Wow. And then then God put certain things in position because, you know, one of the things I said is I wasn't going to get married again until I found my siblings. 
I literally turned to my fiance and I was like, okay, we can get married. I'm done. I had gotten to an argument with my family. I was like, I'm done. I'm going to go ahead and get married. We're going to get married. We can leave. We can do whatever you want to do. And the next day, right. I to, uh, the next day I went to the AT&T store and I was upgrading my phone because he worked for AT&T at the time. And I was changing over my phone from who I was with to his phone provider. And all of a sudden the phone updated with a message from my sister on my father's side. Oh, wow. And I literally found my birth father, my sister, and my brother in a one-week time span. Oh, my God. When I turned to my husband, my now husband, my then fiance, I was like, yes, we can get married. Whatever you want to do, I'm ready to go. And Talk it, about it, the it, law of attraction. I said, this is what I'm going to do. I said, this is what I'm going to do. Whatever you need me to I was like, I'm done. I'm tired of waiting on other people. I'm tired of putting right. everyone in first. It's my time. It's my time. And once I once I started dealing with the truth of what I wanted, the truth of how mm-hmm. I wanted to show up, right? I was then able to able to be in alignment with someone who was going to be there for me, not just a taker, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But when my cup gets empty, he pours into it. You know, he'll mm-hmm. no, you gotta That's go. So important. You know, I can relate to this so much, Raquel, because um I don't even know if we talked about this before that we're both Aquarius. So I definitely, I I don't think we ever, I don't think we ever shared that. I don't think we ever, you know, talked about that, but it is familiar for me, you know, the things that you're saying, because oftentimes we are, um, you know, the ones that people seek guidance from and we're Mm -hmm. always pouring from our cup and, Oftentimes it's hard to, it's a challenge to find Mm -hmm. others that are equipped enough to fill us back up the way that we empty out. We are loyal people. We are very loyal. And therefore in our loyalty, um, sometimes it does feel like we are people pleasers. Yes. But the fact of the matter is we expect the same level of loyalty and we seldom get that back in return. And what happens is oh, we're like, oh, hold on, world. You didn't forgot. What? And then, and then, <laughs> like, and then, because we are, we are, we are quite stubborn and rebellious. <laughs> so, so we, we can get- Goal friends, we appreciate you for tuning in. Enjoyed the show? Awesome. Leave us a comment or ask a question. Don't forget, head over to www.girlbossup.info for your complimentary business scan to see what you may qualify for. And listen, you can help us have an even greater impact on women in business. Just go to wherever you listen to your podcasts, hit subscribe, leave a five-star review and a five-star rating. Until next time, stay inspired, be empowered and blaze your trail. Bossed up and banked up.